uh, we learned yesterday the, the sad story about Elisha ben Avu or Acher. We had one halacha from him in Mishnah cotton towards the end, besides the Mishnah of us. And now the Gemara continues. And we're learning about mice and mice formation, mice recover. So we're up to seven lines from the top, eight lines from the top of the page. So we finished discussing how Rabbi Kiva Nichnes Bishol. I mean, before he went in, he already had a strategy put in place on how to make sure that he's not overwhelmed by the Kedusha, exposure to Kedusha. Talk about me learned. Shisha Devarim, the six things that Nemru Bishadim that are said about Shadim. Shadim are demons. And uh, the different reasons why they're called Shadim. Some say that Shadim come from the word Shodud, uh, which means to be isolated. Some say that, remember before that, Shakai, Hashem's name, which says enough. So, and so therefore, Vadya Batanuda in Pikiyov is the most fascinating thing. Haven't seen another place, but he says, like this. He says, he says in the Mishnah that David should create 10 things by Ben Hashemoshes in Pikiyovis. And one of them is Mazikin. And the Batanuda says that Mazikin means Shadim. And he says, and I'm not going to explain what he says. I'll just quote you what he says. He says that the Abish that was busy on the sixth day with preoccupied with creating Adam and Chav and so on and so forth. He started to create the Ruchay, the Shamas of the Shadim, but didn't have enough time before Shabbos to give them bodies. Therefore, they were sort of halfway between man and the Malach. And so therefore, Shadim is the word Dai. I'm adding this part here. That die means that uh, enough. He sort of, um, he was like, stopped halfway. What exactly that means, I have no idea. But that's what Bartu Nuru says in previous. Look it up. Fascinating. On the Mishnah there. Then the, the Gemara continues. So, so Shadim are sort of halfway. Three things, three features of a Malach and three features of a person. What are the features of a Malach? Yes, they have wings, the tossing, and they fly around, they travel around, they know the future like Malach. So you want to ask, what do they know, like what they hear the announcements behind the curtain in Shemayim Kemalach Hashadah. So these three aspects uh, are similar to a Malach. They have three similar to a human. Um, about 15 lines on the top of the page. We're talking about demons that they have certain, in certain respects are similar to an angel, and in certain respects are similar to a human. In what way? They eat and drink like a person. They multiply. And they die like a person. She should worry never with the other. Now, the six features said about a person that in three respects were similar to an angel, and in three were like an animal. So, all the, the ruchlizic parts of a person were, were like an angel. So, that we have intelligence. We go on two legs and we stand erect like a malach. We're that we're able to talk Loshna Kedish. Because we're talking about all mankind, not just Yid, we're talking about everybody. So um, so we're able, we have the capacity to learn and speak Loshna Kedish. And Loshna Kedish is different than all other languages. All other languages are shame has come, which means people made up that, uh, you know, we see a horse, we'll call it a horse, and we know what we're talking about. But in Hebrew, when we call a horse a sus, it's not just uh, a shameless kami, but human convention, we decided to call that way. The name actually has a connection to the life of the horse. 
the letters Samach Vav Sof, Samach, Samach Vav Samach, these three letters and the organization, the way it's organized, is the source of highest of life force for this horse. So Lashon Kaddish is very different than all the languages, because this is a language that creates the world, and every person has the capacity to learn Lashon Kaddish. Except we had in the Gemara Seitz, that Pari was not able to understand all the languages except Lashon Kaddish. But three, he respects like an animal. And then we excrete. We excrete. In other words, we have inside us, we have good and we have bad. And we excrete the bad, the, 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 the feces. And the malachim don't have that. Everything they consume is only good. Like by the man, the yumaryuma, the Eden also didn't have any feces because everything they consume is only good. Says the Gemara comes back without anybody who, who investigates too far in the following four things is Rashi Loi. Rashi's version was a Rashi Loi, which means the same thing as the other version of Ra'ulai. It's befitting Shalai Balayla. Rashi actually had a second shot in the Mishnah, which means Rachmanus on him. Shalai Balayla. Better if he didn't come to this world. I understand what's above, you know, the Raglia Chayis and below the Raglia Chayis and Mala Ocher. And you know what's, what's in the future. Fine. Elephonim. My who cares if he investigates what happened in the past? Whatever happened, happened. This is compared to a, a king, a human king. He said to his slaves, I want you to build this large, immense palace on top of a tip, a rubbish tip. They went and built it, beautiful building. He doesn't want people to remind him that this is built on an ashba. Same thing, let's not talk about what was here before the world. So what's the ashba before the world? So maybe because the Pasek says, the world was was chaotic, and that wasn't the kavana. I don't want to talk about a period when that wasn't the intention at all. The intention was to be this world, Elamatika. Says he went further, if, if everybody can please mute themselves. If you don't have Rachmanus, on the Abish the Rosh, I love by the better, you didn't come to the world. My, what do you mean you didn't have Rachmanus? Rab if you look, Mestakal is more than just Ria. Ria is to have a glance. Mestakal means to stand there and to look, look, or to try to understand. If you're looking at the rainbow, if you're looking too long at the rainbow, it's um, it's not a good thing. It's not the covet of Hashem. We'll see in a minute. Rabbi Yisrael says, "If someone commits a sin discreetly, if someone commits a sin, a sin discreetly, first of all, he's embarrassed in public for people. He's not embarrassed in front of Hashem. That's one way of looking at it. But furthermore, it's as if you're saying Hashem doesn't see what I'm doing. Nobody sees what I'm doing, including Hashem, and therefore that's sort of a apostasy, and and and, uh, and that's why it's not a good thing." It's a terrible thing. Says the Gemara. Now the Gemara says, "I'm stuck with the cash." Somebody looks too long. Um, um, what do you call? It? Look at the cash. If you look at the rainbow, the chesiv it says, "Kemara hakeshes yibanan," like the appearance of the rainbow that's in the cloud. The yema gets in a rainy day. Kain mara hanoiga sovi. This is what the the appearance of light all around. Who mara demus koyd Hashem. In fact, a rainbow is a, is a reflection of the covet of Hashem, and therefore, if you if you stare too long at, at a rainbow, it's not covered for Hashem. You can look at a rainbow, I guess, give a glance, 
in order to make the bracha and, and so on, but not to stare at it. Stare at it. In, in, in the Drush, it says you shouldn't look at a rainbow because the rainbow is, reminds the Abishta that he really wants to destroy the world, like it says, Pasha Nayat, but he's holding himself back because of the vow that he made. And therefore, it's as if you, you're um, looking at the world in a very negative way. Abiyazif says, anybody who com commits a sin discreetly is worse than if you do it brazenly. As if you're rejecting the Abishtish. Never it says, I'm, 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 I'm everywhere. And it's as if you're saying there's no Abish to him. And that is apocursus. So, in a way, doing things discreetly, the one hand we learned before, it's the Mila, as we'll soon see in a minute, that you avoid the Chil Hashem. But the other hand, it's as if it's the same reason we say that a Gandalf is worse than a Gazan. Gazan who brazenly goes out there and steals, he's not scared of anybody. But a guy that was scared of people, he is not scared of Hashem. So when Ain it's not so when the lawyer Zakin, the lawyer Zakin said that Im Roya Adam she gets with Gavah. First, see that he eats a heart is too strong. We had this just recently. Is Yelat Lamokim she Ain Makir Noi? So she goes somewhere where nobody knows who he is, and the Yilbash Chayin dress in black, the Atos Chayin wrap himself in black, the Yasa Mashalib Chayin. You do whatever you want. Al Yechal will share Shemayim Pesach. You won't commit a sin. You won't make a Chil Hashem. So we see on the contrary, doing a veil discreetly is better than doing it openly. Like Kasha, it's not a question. How the motzakayrus? If you can subdue your yetsahara, and and you decide to uh, to do it very discreetly, that's terrible. That means you're saying that Hashem is not here. How the motzakayrus? If you cannot can subdue, suppress yetsahara, then comes along Rabbi or Rabbi Yitzchak and say, you know what? Go um, go to a place that no one knows who you are, so you avoid making a chilashem. That we learned last time, and same thing over here. The machlek is what exactly means according to Tesis and Rashi. It means basically that when you dress yourself in black. You go somewhere else where you're nobody, then itself will take away your Yetzahara. We learned then, Rabbi Nechanal says, what Taisa quotes Rabbi Nechanal is that no, it means actually, you know, you have to do the Veda, do the Veda there, and then go back home. And then, and, and um, so therefore, but you avoid making a Chil Hashem. But Rabbi Nechanal here, actually, if you look into Rabbi Nechanal, he actually adds a few words, which really changes the whole thing. He doesn't give license even then to do an Veda. What he says is, you're not ready to do an Veda yet. You are ready. You want to drink and you want to um, be merry, and uh, uh, you know have a lot of frivolity. And frivolity leads one to do an aveda. Then go to another place, dress dress in black, and you'll lose the temptation to do frivolity. And if you do frivolity, it will never be to the degree that you'll do it in a place where you're familiar. So therefore, it won't lead you to do aveda. So Rabbi Hanan wasn't saying that he was that the lawyer was saying go ahead and do aveda somewhere else in Borichel Hashem. You're saying that don't even that by going there you won't put yourself in a situation where you want to do an aveda because the um, so you go ahead and be merry, but you don't know anybody there. You're on your own, so therefore it won't be the same. Different shot, different shot altogether, a little bit different than we taste of culture Rabbi Hanan. Telling about a further um. um um, anybody who looks too long on three things ain't of course he will become blind but cashes if he stare too long at a at a rainbow over nasi at a, a nasi hadari you shouldn't look them in the face that's clearly here it says you shouldn't look them a nasi in the face over coining and coining during duchning you shouldn't stare at them but catch the rainbow that says, Kemaria Keshishibonon and Bayema Geshim, who marries Muskashem, because you're looking at the cover of Hashem, as you just brought before. But Nasi, the Sibin of Satram, Hoytra, all of Hashem gives Hashem told Moshe made a gift from your prior, your Hoytra, your splendor on them. So therefore, there's so much Kedusha there, you shouldn't be staring at them. 
And and the third thing is that I'm a stackle bekoinim bizman bizman so interesting, Rashi said before, the reason why you're not allowed to look at Kainim while they're doing we cover ourselves with the Talus is because, um, and they cover the Talus because um, it says right here, you're not allowed to look too long at, uh, otherwise you become blind. Um, Teishas there argues, and Teishas clearly says it, it's only in the times of the Beis HaMikdush and they use the Shem HaMethodish. But the reason why um, you're not allowed to have a mum, a, a defect on the hand of a coin is not like Rashi said, because it'll attract your attention. You look at them, you're not supposed to look at that. It's because it'll distract you from concentrating on the bracha. And actually, the Mephoshim find it difficult to explain how Rashi will learn the Gemara here. The Gemara clearly says it's only in the time of the base of Migdash. Didn't we say over there that the Shechina Shoda al-Etzboi HaKoyhalim? The Gemara says right here, only in the times of the base of Migdash. When they said the shame on the flesh, not, not in the regular duchnit. Says the Gemara further. Don't you read about Abner Chaim? You made that Another thing that the Rebbe Yehuda Ben Achmeni, the Metug Meshlakish, once said, "Might deceive." It says in the pasuk that Al Ta'aminu Bereya do not believe in a friend. Tiptu Baluv do not rely on this officer. He says, "What's Pshat? Who's his friend?" So before we had the friend is actually the Abish. Here he says, um, if the Yetzirah says sin, and they, and he says, don't worry, the Abish will, the Abish will go ahead and enjoy life. The Abish will, will be Moichel. It is Al Tamin. You should not believe for one minute. Al Tamin Bereya. Who's Reya referring to Yetzirah? Never says Ki Leva Adam Ra is bad. So Ra and Reya the play words are the same thing. So here we're saying Reya friend is the Yetzirah. Why do we call Yetzirah your friend? Um, anyway, um, and, uh, and the last time we said that um, Reya actually means the Abishter. <clears throat> so um, I guess every person depends who they feel closer to. Um, Shalem says. Um, the ain't aluf al hakadosh baruch who's aluf aluf leaves himself. The yitzur if the if the reya says it's one thing. If the reya yitzharah says, don't worry, the aluf will be meichayu, which is the abister. And how do you know that this, that aluf is referring to the abister? Shemer says aluf in the early after that um, that we could uh, you called me that um, called me avi aluf that you are the 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 the, the, the leader over our youth. So talking about the novice talking about the you're going to say, who knows if I do an evade in the privacy of my home? And so he said, we had it before as well. He says in the passage, that the stones of your house and the space and the beams of your house, they will testify all the ladies in the privacy of your home. So then it says, the stones on the wall will scream out, the copies may eat and the little splinters of wood, and then they will respond. Chacham say, no, not your walls of the house. Nishma social of the meal, but your own nisham is going to testify against you. Shenema, as it says in Pasik, from what lies in your bosom, that's your nisham inside you, will guard the guard what comes out of your mouth.
We had that every person has two malachim. It's these malachim who scorch you all the time. They are going to testify against you. It says, instructed to guard you wherever you travel. And therefore they, so here we see again Malachim with us all the time, and they are going to testify against you. And the Chomets say, a varav shall adam be actually your limbs, your goof will testify. Even though your goof are the ones that are causing the Aveda to happen, because your Shem is pure, pristine, your Shem is a chedek, and a kama, mal mamish, doesn't want to do Avedis, and your goof is what does the Avedis, nevertheless, your goof will turn against you. And she never says, but atem eiden umashem vaniker, and says that you will be the witnesses. Um, and you'll be where anybody cares. And you're going to testify to the Abishta um, that you yourself will testify against yourself. So you want to further the Mishnah. Okay, this finishes the sugya about mice and and so on. The Gemara now is going to relate to us the very first argument in, in history. Prior to that, there was never an argument. If there was, they sorted it out straight away. And, um, and Tracy even asked that he know from another Gemara there was an argument regarding whether David was actually engaged to Michal or not, or having mercy in heaven. But there, everyone agreed with Shaul except David. So that's not called an argument. An argument is where it hasn't been resolved. So the Gemara is going to go down the generations and quickly others that we have in the first Perik, with the leaders of the, of the different generations, how they could maintain the same argument. The first argument was to do with Kabbalists. We have, there is an Indian by Kabbalists after Shrechni, before you Shrech the animal, you do Smicha. And, and uh, Smicha means you lean on the animal with all your might, and you say either you vidu if you have to say vidu, or if it's a Shlomim, you say praise to the Ebishter. We had a Machlekes in Gemara Beya, whether Smicha is required Two machleks, whether smicha has to be taken from the smicha shchita. That was one version that according to the Beis Hill, immediately after you do the smicha, you need to shecht, and therefore he says on Yom Tov, whatever. And then you have Rishama. He says that you could do the smicha. Um, sorry, Hill says you, you could do the smicha before, and um, and therefore you can have the animal on Yom Tov. And Shama says you, you have taken from the smicha shchita to be straight away, and therefore you cannot do it on Yom Tov because smicha is forbidden, as we'll see. It's it's muktza shus. You're leaning on an animal like riding a horse. You're putting all your weight on the animal. And then, and then another thing is whether you even need smicha on mandatory chabonas. Maybe we only need smicha on chabonas that are voluntary, not mandatory. So we'll see the Gemara soon. So Yehissi ben Yehazar says that you don't do smicha on yamtuf. You don't do smicha on yamtuf because it's muktza. And Yehissi ben Yehchanan, as Ashi said, this is the first argument that existed by Chachma Yisrael. It. And uh, the Yaisa ben Yechanan, who was con his contemporary, one of them was an Abbezin, we'll soon see the Gemara, one of them was the Nasi. Yaisa ben Yechanan says, Lismach, to do smich. Yeshua ben Prachi, I'm Shalai Lismach. Not to be a same Chanyantus. Nitayo Abeli, I'm Lismach. Yes, you should. The next generation continued the same argument. Yud ben Tabe, I'm Shalai Lismach. Yud ben Tabe, he shouldn't. Shimon ben Shatach, I'm Lismach, he should. Shmaya and Avtalian. Shmaya says, Lismach, he should. Italian socialism. So the first three, you had the first person saying to be um, uh, to be to be Seimich, and the second person said not to. The next two generations, the other way around, the first person Shmai in that group said yes, Smicha, and Italian I'm Shlaili Smich. Hillel Menachem. Hillel was contemporary with Menachem, and he wasn't there for very long. The Gemara will explain what's going to happen. They did not argue. 
So Hill was uh, was such a buckling person. There's no arguments with Hill Emenach. It's only Bishame came in and was very sharp with the argument started again. In fact, Bishame and Hill themselves had three arguments or four, as we'll see, and uh, and then their students went further. Then resigned and Shammai took over and everything changed. Shammai, the first one said, not the Hill said, yes. The first name in every group were the Nasi and Shneem Lehem was the Abbezm. And the second one was the Abbezm. The only exception is Shammai and Hill. That um, because he already said Hill Menachem, Hill was the was the Nasi and Menachem was Abbezin, and then when it says that Menachem left and Shammai took, replaced um, Menachem, we already know that Shammai was the Abbezin and Hill was the Nasi. So here, by the way, Shammai had a major position. He wasn't just a uh, Tan; he was the Abbezin at that time. Says the Gemara, "Don't remember the Brayse." In three of the first groups, they said, in the first group, the first three said, don't do something. The last two groups, the last two groups, when Shabbat and Italian is um, the first one, and the last two groups, the other way around, they reversed the order. That what that the first person said, yes, gives me. The first name is the Nasi, and the second name is the Abbezm. The first name is always the Nasi, and the second name is the Abbezm. The Chachamim say that Yehuda ben Tabai, even though his name is mentioned first, he was the Abbezm, and Shimon Shatra, even though his name is mentioned second, is the Nasi. So, Gemara, okay, let me ask you a question. So we have, you're, we're talking about focusing on Yehuda ben Tabe and Shimon Shad. Man Tanah, Lord Tanah Rabban, who learned the following verse, which we learned in Satan Makis. Over Yehuda ben Tabe, Yehuda ben Tabe said, "Ed ben Chama." He sort of cursed himself out. He was trying to do tshuva. I should. He was basically trying. He was trying to say, "I should not see the Chama of Yishlaim, consolation of Yishlaim." But he was, it was, you know, unless I do tshuva. I once killed a single eight zaimim, and somebody came along and said. Um, that this Aiden Zayim took him along and said that Reuben killed Shimon, and then it turned out to be that Reuben never killed Shimon. In fact, we don't know if Reuben killed Shimon, but the Aiden were not present at the time; they were somewhere else. That's called Aiden Zayim, and we do Kasha Zaman, but we do to them exactly what they intended to do to that person. But we learn Kasha Zaman they intended to do Veloy Kasha Asa. If they, if the Bezin, on the one hand, Bezin had to. Paskin that Reuben is Chaimi. So if Bezin didn't Paskin yet, then these Aiden were found to be liars. Then um, there's no Aiden Zayman. On the other hand, if Reuben was killed already, even though we have a Kavachaymen, Hargu Ein Neragi, if we killed Reuben, surely the Aiden should get killed. But we have a Gzeis Akasov, Kasha Zamam, and we dash in the Loi Kasha Os. The Tzdukim didn't agree. They said that, if, that on the contrary, they said that if you killed Reuben, then the Aiden Zayman get killed because the Pasig Nefesh Ben Nefesh. Abihuda Matabe wanted to show the Aiden Zaymim they were wrong. Sorry, that's looking they were wrong. So he went ahead and he killed his Aid Zaymim uh, before they actually killed Rube and he killed Aid Zaymim the way did the halach is. Problem is, he forgot the other halacha that we do not punish Aiden Zaymim unless both Aiden are found guilty. In fact, if there's 100 Aiden, then all the 100 Aiden, the entire group of 100 Aiden, have to be found liars that they weren't there at the time. He only found one Aid, a liar, and wasn't there at the time, and he executed him. And therefore, he did the mistake. So this is what the Gemara says. I killed the Zaymim Hoytzim, which I think the proofs are wrong. I mean, they said, they said, Zaymim do not get killed unless he killed Ruud the victim. And therefore, I did the right thing. Amal Shimon Shot, he did not do the right thing. 
Your problem was you had killed an innocent person. You don't kill the name unless both of them were found liars. And Taysa has an interesting question. We have a rule that Sadiqim, um, we had a rule that Sadiqim do not stumble. They able to make sure they don't stumble. Because mad of the behemoth of Sadiqim, like the behemoth of Pintus Banyar, they wouldn't need to, you know, crop. They didn't give Truma mice and all that. So surely Sadiqim themselves. So how come he made a mistake? I mean, how was he able to make a mistake? Taysa lays down a rule. When do we say that Sadiqim don't make a mistake? Where the Easter is on the object, like Traif. If the Easter is on the person, the object itself is all right. The issue is on the person, then every person has free choice. And even if you make a mistake, you're liable. There's no protection here. Even eating Yom Kippur, it's not that the food is usher, because the same food is mutter every Yom Kippur and Matsayim Kippur. It's the person not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. And therefore, there's no protection there. Says him, but further, so said, you, you killed an innocent person. Because the rule is, ain't both the and you don't give the malchus, but both of them found name and same thing when it comes to commercial, you don't charge them unless both of them found to be liars, they weren't present. And now when he decides, I will no longer paskin unless Shimon is present to make sure I don't make any errors. Every single day from that day onwards, Yom Tabi went to the gravesite of this particular victim. And he cried, everybody can hear his voice, and he was crying. Everyone thought it was Everyone thought that Yudim Tabe did the right thing, and this, this, this um, age Zayman was the one who was crying to children. Um, he said to them, it's my, you hear me crying, and I'll prove it to you. Tomorrow I'm going to pass away, and no longer in Koyle Nishma. And you no longer hear him crying, even wailing. If it's the mace, he's still there. It's me. When he heard the story, he said, of course, everything what he said here is true, but the proof is not a proof, because just because it stopped the wailing, maybe once he passed away, and they were buried in the same cemetery, maybe he went and appeased um, this um, this Eidzeim um, who was killed. Or maybe the Eidzeim took him to a dintarium shemai. Now who, who does this follow? Yeah, I'm Therefore, he was able to pass and even Shimashat was alive because a Nasi is more powerful than Abbezin. So, therefore, it makes sense why he passed later on. He humbled himself and what I'm going to wait for Shimashat to be present. If you say we follow Rabban Huzay and Yehuda Matabe was Abbezin and Shimashat the Nasi, if Shimashat the Nasi is more powerful than Abbezin, then what right does Shimashat have to make this psak when Shimashat should have allowed Shimashat to make the final psak regarding the eight Zen? How can Abbezin pass when Allah was there? So how can it be? So that's really what I wanted to say, that maybe this will follow Ramel. Because Mike Kibbal Allah, says, what's that? Like, Mike Kibbal Allah, no, he always passed in front of Shun Meshatach. He always, because he was not, Really, he was our best, and he always passed in front of Shemeshatah. Why, in the case of Eitzayim, did he pass in without Shemeshatah? Because Shemeshatah was not around. If Shemeshatah was not around, therefore, he's allowed to pass in. But he, what he was macabre was, so if he always um, 
I guess, um, presented his case before the Shema So what did he, what he accept? He accepted the Amal Yitzharufi, even if there's a Bezin convening. And I'm not the sole Paskening, I'm part of the Bezin. So then I can do that even without Shema Shatach. I decided I will not join the Bezin, the Shema Shatach is present on the Bezin as well. The Philly Yitzharufi, I don't want to be part of it. Anyway, Yatsa Menachem Benichnisham. Who is this Menachem? Where did he go? Abayo Abayi says, Yotzel Tarbash Rav Menachem went and he became a Tzduki. I mean, this is extraordinary. We're talking about the times of Tanoim. We had such Kedoshim. So first we have a whole story about Elisha Ben-Avu, how he became, and, and we had to give all these reasons what happened to him. Then here we have Menachem, who was great in Elisha Ben-Avu, because he was the Av Bezdin of the Taya Kal Yisrael at that time. Elisha Ben-Avu never made it to that level. But he was the Av Bezdin, and then he decided to become a Tzduki, like Yechina Kohen Godwin. So this thing about OTD, or Federich, is not something new. It seems that then it was quite prevalent as well, at least in this, this version of what happens, Menach. Rava says, no, it's not happened at all. Yotzel Avedis HaMelech, that he went to serve the king because he, he helped Hurdus out. And as a result of that, Hurdus decided to reward him, and he made him a, a minister, and he felt he can do more for Klal Yisrael. He actually was Moisa Nefesh. He gave up the position of Bab Bezin, in, and he could do more for Klal Yisrael as a minister, you know, to be in Hurdus's, um, you know, cabinet, so that he can make sure that Hurdus doesn't come out with his terrible decrees against, as, as much as possible, against Klal Yisrael. So, I mean, what a difference between these two answers in the Gemara. To make sure that he is safe there and also to make sure that they keep Hurdus in line, in check. So on the country, he was a big tzaddik and he gave up his position of Abbezin so that he can do that. Says him what a further... Don't treat mukta lightly in your eyes. Um, like mukta would be, don't ride an animal on Shabbos, don't swim on Shabbos, don't climb trees on Shabbos because you might break a, a twig, you might break a twig to fix your raft, you might fix your raft, you might take a twig and, and hit your horse, and so on and so forth. So you might say, eh, what's the likelihood of this happening? Do not treat mukta lightly at all. What's the whole problem of leaning on an animal? It's only a shvuz, only a midrabon. And yet we're saying that you shouldn't do, do it on yomtif. We have a big machlekes. This is the very first machlekes we have. What's the very first about? It revolves around muksa and Shabbos, or on yomtif. It gives you an idea of how serious muksa should be taken. And, and no one should treat it lightly. And the greatest, the nosin abbezin, in each generation, between the two, there was this argument about Muktzah. We call Muktzah Shavuz because the, the whole idea of Muktzah is resting on Shabbos, so it's a Shavuz on Shabbos. And so you see how serious Shavuz is. So you know what, Pshita, uh, why would you think otherwise? Uh, why would you think otherwise? Of course, if, if the Rabbana made a, a rule, that's how it is. Now we're talking about a shus of a mitzvah, the mitzvah to bring these Kabbalas on Yom Tov, and yet we do not bring the carbon because of Shavuz. So these talents right there don't treat mukta lightly. Oh, I have a mitzvah, don't worry about it. I'll ignore the shuvus. No, we don't. In fact, yeah. Uh, in fact, we had in there that pace of on Shabbos, you're allowed to do all the malachas daraisa. But if you're a tummy and you need hazor to be sprinkled or sprinkled on, the Rabbanda wants you to do that, you can't do it. Even though we'll do shchit on Shabbos, we'll do all these other malachas on Shabbos. So the Rabbanda, in order to, to show the people, demonstrate to people how 
strict with the Chachamim on how seriously we should take it. They 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 maintain their issue that Tzadik the reason why I'm telling you this is because not everybody agrees to my understanding of the Machlekes. I told you the Machlekes, whether you can do smicha beyond or not, is regarding Muksa. Others say the Machlekes is whether you need smicha. They're arguing about smicha itself. And the one who says you're not allowed to do it on Yom Tov, not because they say it's Muksa, but they say because that they hold that um, any mandatory carbon that you bring, it doesn't require smich, it's only voluntary carbonus, uh, not mandatory carbonus. Because <clears throat> where it's written the dinner smich by karma shlamim. And they say you don't compare carbon chayvah to karma shlamim. Um, and that's why I'm telling you that they're taking mukta seriously. What I'm really trying to tell you is that the basis, the crux of the argument is regarding mukta. Taking more commercial law, but you're arguing about mukta. If we're calling a uh, leaning on animal, it must be where do we learn out you're not allowed to lean on an animal from riding a horse? When you ride on a horse, you put your whole weight on it. So if we say you're not allowed to touch an animal, you're allowed to pet an animal, we're not, there's no use of petting an animal. The issue is putting your entire weight on the animal because it's similar to riding. Um, <clears throat> um, if you don't have to put your whole, you just touch it, then what's the big deal? Why is it muktza? You can go ahead and be saying Basically, ask a question. Dabe bnei Yisrael speak to Eden. The Samach and let them go ahead and do smicha. The pasuk says. The next pasuk says, and the Samach yodel reshayilu. You should place your hand. Uh, says the Gemara. Um, what is it? Bnei Yisrael samchim. First pasuk starts out dabe bnei Yisrael. You should speak to Eden, and then a couple of psukim later talks about smicha. So Bnei Yisrael, Samchin, only only men and not women. That's the opinion of the Tanakhama. Um, the Rabbi Yisin, Rabbi Shmuelim, Rabbi Shmuelim all say Bnei Yisrael, Samchin, Shus. But nevertheless, if they want to do smicha, they can. If they want to smicha, they can. Um, Rabbi Yisrael said, in fact, Sochli Abba Elazar, Abba Elazar once told me, not my father Elazar, but this Amoritana called Abba Elazar told me, Pamachin once, Hayalan Egel shows it to Shlomi, once had a cab of a car of Shlomi, the Yulaz Nashim, he brought it to the section of the women, he wanted the women to be involved, the Somcho Olav Nashim, they all placed their hands on the animal, Loi Mipneisha Smicha Ben Nashim, because they had to, and they lost his Nachazurach and Nashim, given the satisfaction of being able to, uh, to do Smicha because it was their animal. And therefore, they, they, they wanted to do the mitzvah, no, they don't have to, they were able to do. From here, Tayshin brings the proof that women, they want to do a mitzvah, I say to my grandma, they can. And he goes further, so from here, you can see also that you can make a bracha, because the big machlek is the Rambam, and Tayshin says for women on the mitzvah, they're exempt, they make a bracha, the Rambam says they can't. How can they say it's a or whatever, they can't. And Tayshin, the main time, also can, and he brings it right from here. Um, it's a little bit hard to understand exactly how you see from here that you can actually make a bracha as well. Especially if the problem is saying with Tivanu. And says, You have to work it through and see how you see from here that they can make a bracha where you have the word with Tivanu in there. And he's just saying, because we allow them to do Mitzvah the Puff. If you tell me, I have a problem. Even though women can do the mitzvah that are potter from, but not when it incurs an avera. If you tell me that smicha means you have to place all your weight on it, which means you are working with the animal, there's, a, there's an avera, you're not allowed to work with an animal or kach. Except, obviously, there's a mitzvah smicha. But if you don't have the mitzvah smicha, you're only doing it on a voluntary basis, how can they do smicha when at the same time they're committing an avera, you're working, putting all your weight on animals of kachim?
so what we told the women is, even though that in your state, in your situation, because you don't have a mitzvah, and if you put all your weight on it, you'll be even aveira. Just put your hand, let it float on top. Just touch it on top. That's what we told the women. Says the Gemara, "Yehachiv so loim bipneishes smicha benashim teifuklei the einus mechlal." So you, Rabbi Yisa, bring a proof from here that that women, if they want to do smicha, they can. You bring the whole story. On the contrary, this story proves. Not like Rabbi Yaisi. They didn't do smicha. All they did was they, they, they petted the animal. They touched the animal. They tapped it. That's all they did. So on the contrary, they did not do smicha. So what's Rabbi Yaisi being a proof that if women did want to, they want to, they can. He says um, two things. First of all, the lekel of smicha klal. First of all, he said that there's no smicha at all. There's no smicha at all because of the problem that they have uh, this uh, aveda. So they can't. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and then he said, Oh, we wanted to give them nachas ruach, but we were limited to how far we could do the nachas ruach because of the iser of smicha. So therefore, we didn't go any further than that. But we see that if they want to, they can, where there's no problem of aveda. From here he learned out that, that since he says that Rabbi Yechelen said this thing over here proves that when we say that um, the, the, the Aveda of riding an animal is on top of that, not the side, it's not the way of riding, but when it comes to smicha, it makes, when we see, we're talking, because smicha you can do on the side. And yet we're not allowing you to do smicha on Yom Tov. Those say you're not allowed to do smicha on Yom Tov is because it's muktzah. So we see that when we say you're not allowed to put weight on animals to make a difference on top or on the sides. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, so even though it's not common to ride an animal sitting on the side, you only sit on top. Nevertheless, it's all included. The same with a tree. Even if you're climbing on the side of a tree, which is not the normal side, everything is included. So you want shmami? No, it's a dodi nasuri. From here we see that sides are us. These are that's the If you can say what that's dodna mutter. If you're gonna say that's dodna mutter, lisma is dodin. Why don't we just do well, this is two gears is not gonna we'll just do this gear. So lisma dodin, just do the smith on the side of the animal. If if if, if mukta is on the top of the animal, then do the smith side animal, and that's it. Prove it, you wouldn't have benefit anything with dodin or us as well. So the Gemara says <clears throat> Rashi says. We're talking about doing it on top of the animal, but doing it on the head. Since nobody rides, if, if it's dodging of an animal's mutter, then the head also. Nobody, if, if, nobody, if you're saying that only where the Isa started from riding an animal, so only that where you ride an animal is usher, then the head, nobody sits on top of the head. So the head would uh, be mutter. So why don't you put the whole smicha on the head of the animal, not on the side, but on top of the animal, and, this, and, and, uh, and therefore it'll be mutter. So it proves. But the entire animal is also, whether the part you ride, the sides, or the head, makes no difference. The Rashi said, I feel the name of Dodi Motorin. You want to say that's Dodi Motorin. Called the Bahadi Goveki Govadami. Anything which is like to the top of the animal, no matter where it is, is considered. Um, so you want to do it on top of the head, because that's what it sees in the Pasik. Since the top of the head is at the same 
height or the same level as the rest of the animal, that's different than the size. The size might be mutter, but the smich has to be on top of the animal. And true, you only ride a horse on the hump or whatever in the middle of the animal, but the head, because it's on level, the rest of the animal would be part of the isa, not like the zdadu. And that's why if you hold that there's muksa, uh, um, if, if, um, if it's muksa, then it's forbidden to do it on Yom Tov. That, well, that's the machlegs at least. Those that say you can be semich, hold that you could because the mitzvah of smicha overrides muksa. And those that you can't do it because muksa overrides the mitzvah. We'll stop here at the Mishnah. We'll continue tomorrow night at Mitzvah Shem.